0: We're on a mission from God. Wendy. Sally! So I got that going. Darling. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Light of my life. <laughs> we enjoy your films. I am a human being. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside.
1: Welcome to Vintage Video, where we'll be reviewing every major film release of the 1980s in real time. I'm Patrick O'Reilly.
2: I'm Jesse Bayliss. And I'm Richard Wells.
1: And today marks the 40th anniversary of the release of Foxes on February 29th. Leap Day, 1980. It was written by Gerald Ayers, directed by Adrian Lynn, and released by United Artists. The original title was 20th Century Foxes but I think the title was changed when they changed studios (laughs) from 20th Century Fox to something else. Um, But it didn't change the song that the band sings in the middle of the movie, which is called 20th Century Foxes. Um, It's also called Ladies of the Valley for a minute. Um, Oh, like Lilies of the Valley?
0: What? Like Lilies of the Valley?
1: Like that, but with ladies in it. (laughs) Um, It was originally a modernization of little women, um including like all the oh, way all the way really? down to like the characters had the same names as the characters from little women
2: oh geez i, I did, they they must have changed that because that is not how it came off
1: yeah well <laughs> that was the original plan of gerald ayers who actually i think he started as a he was a studio head and producer he had written plays before but he was like i could write a movie and so he just sat down and wrote a movie that he based on little women trying to modernize it and uh it still had the names of the women from Little Women all the way up until like a very near finished draft when someone finally went through and was like, "We need to change all these, because this isn't a this isn't a legal adaptation of Little Women." Um, the music is from Giorgio Moroder, who yeah. we had previously in American Gigolo. Um, where Debbie Harry's "Call Me" was smeared all over the film in different forms, and here we have Donna Summers on the radio all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a 7.4 million dollar budget, and it made 57 million total. So, so, so sounds good successful. return on their money.
0: Uh, I like that it in the opening credits it says guest stars. I was like guest stars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: before the cast was listed yeah
0: i was like it, like after some principal cast and this is and, and guest starring yeah like, like this is like a, the like, first of a series typical, of movies yeah. like this is kind of strange but okay
1: yeah um we start the film at genie's home where the four girls will be following for the rest of the story are waking up from a sleepover um after a night of crazy partying
0: yeah I have a lot to say about this movie. Sure. So, <laughs> I, I, I really feel that we, we crossed a line here with this movie. A good line. This, Into
1: official 80s?
0: Yeah, th- this feels like the first modern film that we've watched. Now, when I say modern film, I don't mean like... like Obviously, a lot of the movies we've watched take place in the time that they take in place in. But it's, it's not a movie about the underground homosexual BDSM. And it's not... Uh, a, a gigolo going out on the town, being framed for murder. And it, it's also You're not
2: basically a... saying it's not remnants of the '70s. Y-
0: yes, but it's also like a very kind of like real story with not a lot of plot, like a dazed and
1: confused.
2: Well, it's it's a slice of life film.
1: Yeah, yeah, and coming of age, and but
0: it, but it wasn't afraid to like like it's showing this girl's room. And it's you know, you see like it looks like food. an actual girl's room. Yeah, yeah. It, it it feels real. There's junk food everywhere. There's they also like,
1: have a lot of like alt mini, like all the characters are talking at the same time.
0: Yeah, and there's but there's like stuff like they're showing like like clear cell and like just like products that like real teenagers would have yeah. just kind of strewn about the room in, in a mess. And I just really liked how this whole thing kind of came together, uh, in in their kind of like behavior and their their the way they talk to each other. It it just felt totally different from any of the films that we've watched so far.
1: I I think that that what you're talking about is entirely a credit to the casting that they did. Yeah. Um. I I don't think necessarily as we as we move through this that the story deserves as high marks. I but I think that the cast really makes what could have been a, a very generic coming of age movie.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I I, I felt throughout this movie that these characters probably were just friends that, you yeah know, they, like they really do and after, feel yeah they authentically just seem like they're hanging out yeah
1: there's really great chemistry between all these kids um but at the start uh three of the girls have woken up relatively simply but Annie is having some trouble getting up which uh
2: I was sure she was dead
1: yeah I I was sure she wasn't but that it was a portent of doom that, we, that we, this was going to we, well, come back.
2: When they did finally wake her up successfully, then I was like, "Oh, she's not dead. That's foreshadowing." I,
1: I, th- <laughs> I thought it was too early in the movie. For it to possibly well, get I didn't that
2: know dark. any. I didn't know anything about it going into I, it. I, I didn't so really I, kind of, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, maybe it's about you know the the aftermath of. Oh, that's true. Of her death, but you I so also didn't. I also poster. didn't realize that. Um, she was a big actor. That she's that she was an important yeah. person. That she's a famous singer. you are not going to just put like a yeah.
1: huge name in a in a coffin in the first scene. This isn't the big chill. <laughs> Who was in the coffin? in that somebody somebody famous played the body in the big chill. Leaving. No, he no. played the body in Clue. <laughs> that's funny, though, because he's leaving. Lee Singh? No, that's the body in that one MacGyver episode. After he gets shot by Pete's people.
0: Yeah, and we'll have another uh, MacGyver reference later on in this film.
1: In this film? Let me think about it. <laughs> Coming up short here.
2: Kevin Costner?
1: It was Kevin Costner, the, the body in The Big Chill? I think so. I, that's what I was going to say, actually, if that sounds right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the girls are all waking up. It's a school day. They've been partying all night. Uh, Annie got wasted on something and threw up in a boy's car. Mm -hmm. Um, they're hearing through the grapevine that Jeannie's boyfriend cheated on her by making out with some other girl. Um, just typical, you know, high school type gossip. Yeah. They're
0: talking about guys that they, they want to sleep with. Yeah. Not necessarily date, but just, just get in there real quick.
1: Yeah. And uh, Annie pops into her mom's room to ask for the keys to what should rightfully be her car or truck, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, It's a truck that her father gave her when her parents separated. Um, But her mom needs it for stuff and is refusing to give her the keys. So Annie pretends she can't find the keys and tells her friends that they're going to have to walk to school and complains that living in such a small house, you can never find anything because it's always such a mess. So um, as they start to leave the house, Annie's dad, who is a cop, shows up and <laughs> chases oh, them geez. into the stairwell like, like he's a serial killer. Yeah.
0: man. I I was like, was he waiting there the whole time? Yeah, I was yeah. having
1: Windows flashbacks. Like this guy's just gonna chase these kids up the stairs and like murder them. He
0: doesn't say anything, right? And like doesn't say like, where have you been? Or it's just it's no. Just, he's like, just lunging. I, I I thought that that this was some kind of like raid that that. That they were all under arrest, but they were just after her. Yeah. And, but uh, And they don't have any concern.
1: But somebody like, does like, say, it's your dad. And he's like blatantly knocking over girls that are not his daughter on his yeah. way to grabbing her. Um, but Annie runs back up the stairs and then jumps off a balcony so that she can get down to the alley behind the house. Right. And then runs off down the alley. And the other three girls just walk to school like, oh, well, yeah. Annie will be fine. <laughs> And then we get like the title foxes over these three girls and the music starts playing. Like it's just like, oh, you know, just Mm -hmm. happy, happy story about friends. And it's like, oh, but one of our friends might be getting murdered, but we're fine. (laughs) We cut to a scene in is this a home ec class where they're handling like babies? Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that you would take in home ec or
2: whatever. I think think she refers to it later as like child development class or Mm -hmm. or something like something like that.
1: But the teacher is just screaming in her face because she's holding this doll of a baby wrong.
2: I'm kind of annoyed. I mean it's it's 1980, but I was annoyed. It's like, oh, all the ladies have to right, take exactly. the baby taking care of mm-hmm. class.
1: They now nobody has to take that class because no yeah. one cares about how you raise your children anymore. Um
2: I'm not saying that classes about taking care of children are bad. No 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 I'm, saying that
1: I'm it, just saying that it's we funny that should equally
2: apply this. It's funny that
1: society's <laughs> solution was like fine, nobody gets home ec. No one knows how to make anything anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like why are we why are we teaching teenagers how to take care of babies? What message are we sending? Yeah, out? that's true.
1: <laughs> well, you have to teach them at some point, right? i will figure it out. Um, Scott hits Genie up at the lockers. Yeah. Uh, and Scott is uh, our other MacGyver connection. Yeah, and our I'm other MacGyver now. connection. Yeah, it was uh, one of the Romanus brothers <laughs> because uh, Robert Romanus playing Scott here, and his brother, his real life brother, played brothers in uh, the prodigal son or mm-hmm. something the prodigal, prodigal. i think it was just called the prodigal yeah I was put, a but I put season the... one episode of macgyver very important to our for listeners for
2: you normal people that don't know this who haven't listened to uh the phoenix richard foundation and patrick's podcast. other podcast the phoenix foundation it's
1: it's uh, long since defunct because that we we finished the original series and the new one isn't as great yeah. but um if if you want to check out 180 something episodes of me and Richard talking about MacGyver, you're welcome to it, and we'll we'll talk about this uh, this character. But uh, Scott shows up at Jeannie's locker, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And she's like, uh, "I heard you were making out with somebody else." And then he's like, "Oh, <laughs> anyway, don't I get a kiss?" And she's like, "No, I don't want that other girl's germs." So bye. Um, and then the principal calls her into the office, mm-hmm. um, and it, this seems like another like. Uh, a violation like a t- a thing that would would be out of bounds today um uh, but she is invited into the principal's office to discuss another student annie and the fact that she hasn't been to school in a long time and is saying oh her dad wants to throw in her mental assignment like telling him telling Jeannie all this information about another student because it's like you're a friend of hers and you can communicate this information um and Jeannie says oh, "She did, she didn't run away she's been at my place She's just trying to hide from her dad. You know why her sister ran away. And she's with me to be safe from her crazy father.
2: Yeah, and the principal is just kind of making excuses. Like, oh, dads get angry. It's like, oh, okay, so we're just okay with abusive fathers. So yeah. That's fine. Cool. Yeah,
1: um, and, uh, and he tells her, well, you, you should let her know that her dad's trying to find her. He wants to basically put her in a mental asylum. Um, and so after school, they drive out to Hollywood. Um,
0: Which... How did she get the truck?
1: I, I mean, she was. Presumably, two. after school, she either took the keys from her mom, or her mom didn't need the truck anymore, or something. Yeah, I I, I, I'm assuming they share the truck, even though it's technically Genie's.
0: Yeah, Um I love when they because uh, before before they go to Hollywood, they meet Scott Baio, right? Who, who yeah. tells him that, oh yeah, Annie's on that bus, and this right is, as the bus is leaving. This is when I texted you it was like, this movie has the greatest dialogue ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because. This line where they're trying to get the bus driver's attention. Hey, hey,
1: bus, dump bus, dump, fucker bus. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: I was like, what? I had to rewind it three times because I wanted to get...
1: You're like, hold uh, on. Did she say exactly what I would have said in this situation?
0: <laughs> That's what, this movie is so
2: authentic. <laughs> Don't <Dump> fuck her bus. <laughs> um,
0: and, like, and they yell at Scott Bayo for like, you better not be lying. Uh, and he just kind of like, like offendedly skateboards away. Yeah. But as he skateboards into the store, the door is just magically open for him. And I was like, so it's not
1: even it's not automatic doors. It's no, literally it's like people like pulling the door pull open. No, it's
0: like a normal door, but no one's there, and the door just opens as he goes in. And it reminded me of The Family Guy when uh, Peter becomes beautiful and goes, "Wow, when you're beautiful, doors just open for you." He's like. Actually, it opened because he stepped on that black rubber square.
1: <laughs> of course, if that wasn't there, it would have opened anyway because you're beautiful. <laughs> but uh, and Scott Bayo is beautiful here.
0: Yes, he. he, he yeah. uh, I will say Scott Bayo is a handsome young man.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: He's really young in this. I mean, yeah. like he looks like a baby. How old? I'm just. How old is he? He's he's young. He seems like he's younger than the rest of them.
1: But uh, this is post Bugsy Malone, right?
2: Was Scott Baio and Bugsy Malone?
1: Yeah, him and him and Jodie Foster. Oh,
2: Jodie Foster too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. This uh, is the,
1: uh, I think this is the reunion for them. Let's <laughs> see,
2: Scott Baio would have been 20 years old in this movie. Is that true? Well, or 19.
1: I was going to say, he looks even younger than that.
2: He would have been 19, well, he would have been 19 when it came out, you know, and maybe... maybe he looks he was, like 16. Maybe he was 18 when it filmed.
1: I remember Edgar Wright said that they play Bugsy Malone in uh england the way that they play uh the christmas story here that it's like one of those movies that it's like everyone has seen because it repeats on tv all the time i think that was the example that he used
2: well that's funny because when i we just read the um eddie izzard uh his bi- his biography, yeah. the believe me, and uh, oh, and he talks about and Bugs he was talking yeah. he was talking about how much he loved Bugs and Malone because he had and, talked to Alan and, Parker, and he's just like, I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be in that movie, and it's like, well, that movie already came out, so obviously you're not going to be in that movie, but yeah. like, you know, <laughs> that was what got you into like, yes, I want to be in film.
1: So so it was before, 80? yeah, it was 776. Okay, so
2: he would have been six, even younger, that yeah. That movie,
1: yeah, they're all it's a bunch of kid gangsters, yeah, throwing pies so they find annie in hollywood and she's hanging out with her crappy boyfriend duke right loser what's that i think it's loser sorry loser boyfriend duke <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't the same guy that shows up later in the movie uh cool.
0: no i think this is a different guy this is, oh, okay. this is loser um and and jody, Great Fo- name. and jody foster says stay away from loser he's in a street club <laughs>
2: A street club?
0: That actually
1: makes it sound cooler than his own <laughs> name.
0: That, 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 that's why he said a street club sounds like it might be alright. Yeah.
1: He's in a street club? It's like Was the H. word gang like <laughs> off limits or something? They had to say club? Well, uh, He's like... in a street club. Yeah, they memorize all the boulevards in the valley.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I spotted Sepulveda the other day.
1: Oh, Sepulveda. Filthy casual. But, yeah, so they find her and this guy basically standing in traffic with a dog. Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, Annie. And she's like, oh, my God, it's my friends. Which she does every time she sees anyone she recognizes mm-hmm. even slightly. Um, and she just runs across a bunch of traffic. Um, she's, like, holding a dog. She's like, here's my dog. I just found him. And they're like, put the dog down. We have to go. Mm-hmm. You like she She's like, there's, like, a warrant out for her arrest or something. She's, like, not supposed to be in Hollywood uh yeah she's she's, she's already on some kind of probation yeah she's on probation or parole and she's not supposed to be here she's not supposed to leave the city presumably where they started and so they tell her to get in the car leave just drop the dog in traffic and get Mm -hmm. out of here and meanwhile her boyfriend is picking a fight with one of the cars that they've cut off and knocked the driver unconscious in the middle (laughs) of the road (laughs) because he's he's a loser from one of those real mean street clubs and uh and they all hop in the car and drive off. Uh, Jeannie goes to uh, Annie's mom to let her know that Annie's going to be staying with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annie's mom is just like silhouetted against a window with a giant dog next to her on the couch. Yeah, And she's like, she's going to be with me, so don't worry about her. Please don't tell her dad. And she's like, I don't tell the man nothing. Yeah. And then she just leaves. <laughs> she goes shopping with Annie, where Annie tells her that the cop is not her actual dad not her biological dad mm-hmm. but i also get the impression from the rest of this conversation that he is yeah she just doesn't want him to be her biological well, dad
0: because she says she met him in like in a dream or in a yeah in a dream
1: state or she's something. like i found out a couple months ago he's not my dad my actual dad is a cross between Cary grant and thor and he's a <laughs> motocross rider and that makes like, sense she's like um yeah that's i don't that's I can't see Carrie Grant on a motorcycle or something like that. But while they're at the store, uh, Deidre, one of the other friends, starts flirting with a cashier that she likes.
2: Not, not an attractive cashier. I mean, it's 1980. Maybe there's different hot. standards. But, like, this is definitely, like... I, I mean, I, I feel like it's funny because it's authentic. But this is, like, a pimple-faced kid that's kind of got a unibrow.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So she's being really flirty. She's buying, like, one or two things for, like, three bucks. And uh, when they get back to Jeannie's house, she calls the store and says, like, oh, hey, I was in there earlier. You probably remember me. Anyway, I think I dropped my concert tickets at the store somewhere. Mm -hmm. Can you check and see if you can find them? And the guy sounds like, you know... uh, fumbly like we don't hear his half of the conversation but just based on what she's saying to him we can tell that he's like kind of tripping over his own words and mm. and doesn't know how to respond to her and can't find the tickets and she's like oh i feel like such an idiot i just found them here in my purse and i already told my boyfriend that we weren't going to go to the concert now who am i going to go with <laughs> and, oh 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 really well yeah i guess so oh no i'm going with my friends, but I'll, I'll meet you at the at the concert hall like,
0: why not just invite him right go through all of that and why say you have a boyfriend?
1: Because you got to get him to ask you out. Have you ever even 80s girled before? <laughs> I guess not. That's how it worked. I assume. Um, but yeah. Uh, so it turns out that these tickets are all complimentary tickets that Jeannie gets because yeah. her dad works for the touring company.
0: And she got everyone yeah. a ticket, including Scott Baio and, and Robert Romanes, yeah. Who aren't
1: actually dating anybody in their friend group at this point. Yeah. Like, they're just like... Just, Just friends, they yeah. They got She got, like, plus eight on her tickets. Um, so they go to the concert, and uh, on the way in, the girls are kind of switching the dates around a bit um, because the boys thought they were coming with different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deidre didn't actually cancel on her boyfriend, so he thought he was still going to the concert well, and already you, left you were, for her. Yeah, yeah, he had already
2: left when she called to cancel on him.
1: So, um, so when they get there, her boyfriend shows up already, and uh, Jeannie's, like, trying to say, like, oh, no, you're with her now. And... She's always liked you, and he's going to be with her and, like, trying to mix everything up on their way in.
0: I, I like when they get uh, hassled in the parking lot a little bit by the guys who, like, say, oh, come on, you know, and, and like, they, they're all, like, you know, they're joking it off, and they start yelling, "Dikes!" thanks so they just go with it and start going blah, 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 like, like, like they're making out with, yeah. pretending to make out that's, with each
2: other and so many of these moments in the film feel really authentic and yeah. stuff like yeah. that where it's just like yeah the girls aren't gonna be pissed they're just having fun they're gonna go with it and that's
1: what an 80s guy would say if a girl didn't show him enough attention to it just be like oh they're gay whatever um but then angel takes the stage that's this uh <laughs> this band. hair metal band yeah, singing I'm, the title to the film or the, the the former title to the film 20th century foxes um,
2: i'm guessing this was supposed to be more of a showcase for this band than it yeah this is being.
1: from one of their first albums um i i went through their wikipedia page i do not recognize any of their music no offense angel i know you're listening oh um, <laughs> well, i think they, they are still around and released an album in 2019
2: oh no kidding are you really yes oh my god according
1: to their wikipedia page <laughs> i don't know how i mean maybe the lead singer just put that on there um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't, I, and I tried listening to a few of their songs on YouTube and nothing, nothing rang a bell. Um, but Jeannie connects with her dad backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically... Also a singer. Yes. Um, and, uh, she had made the point earlier when Deidre was hitting on the, the or talking to the grocery store boy on the phone, she was telling the other friends like, you know what, I'm going to try and... Or one of them says, well, why don't you tell your dad to start paying your mom child support since he's not doing that? And she's like, oh, no, he'd blow his lid if I brought up child support. But she does it anyway in this conversation because she's tired of living with her mom in this tiny place. She basically wants him to foot the bill for a whole new apartment for her Mm -hmm. because he's like, oh, well, I'll get a new place for you and your mom. And she's like, no, no, no. Mom's happy where she is. Get me a new place. Um, And he's like, well, you know what we'll do. I, I can't do any of that right now. We're really busy but someday I'm going to get you a big place and all your friends can live there. We'll have horses and it'll be, you know, a farm upstate. Mm. Just a bunch of like... It's the same as having a Gary Cooper Thor dad where it's just like she's smiling and hugging him but she knows that none of this is ever going to happen. Yeah. It sounds like this is the, this is or, the or most... Or it's
0: all a metaphor for dying. He's like, her, sure, we're, yeah. we're going to get a farm.
1: Or the dad's really creepy and he wants a house with her and all of her friends for some other nefarious purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so they kind of break it off at that. He he does offer to like give her some money, but he's yeah, not it's he's like not here go buy some
2: clothes. Replaced. I got to make up for the fact that I'm an absentee dad. Yeah.
1: And he does like blatantly say like a, a couple times here like I'm a crappy dad. And it's like, well, it's it's probably it would be better than having an absentee father and she's like, "Oh, I don't care that you're an absentee dad." And it's like, well, he's guilting you into saying that. So you do care. it's just like by acknowledging it somehow he's forgiving himself. Um but uh, so on the way home, uh, Brad asks if he can sleep with Annie while they're in the, in the truck. He's just like, hey, Annie, do you care if I can I stay with you tonight? And she's like, well, I'm going to be at Jeannie's house. And he's like, OK, so can, can I stay with you tonight? And she's like, I'm, I'm going to sleep at her house. And he's like, yeah, can I sleep with you? And she's like, what? No. And then he just moves to the next girl. He's like, hey, Madge, can I sleep with you? She's like, what? No. And then he's like, "Hey, Genie!" And then I'll just start <laughs> laughing at him. And then he just has to get out of the car because he's so embarrassed.
0: But but I but I I like Genie's like reaction of like, "Oh, I'm the last." Like, like oh the oh, last good. One. oh Madge
1: <laughs> came before me huh? Real nice. I'm driving. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, so Brad hops out and just skateboards off. Um, and he sees uh, maybe a different boyfriend. This this is Duke here. Uh, i don't think this is loser no yeah i think this might be duke this is duke so she sees duke and hops out of the car and just runs off to hang out with them um so it's basically just genie and madge in the car uh they go back to madge's house to drop off madge Mm. because she wasn't going to be staying at genie's house um but when they get right as they're walking up to the house madge admits Oh, by the way, I I have slept with a guy, but that's literally all I did was sleep with him. Mm. Um, It didn't go any further, but he's a much older guy. And when they go in the house, it turns out that Madge's little sister is having a sleepover. And there's like 20 kids at their house already. Um, And then we meet her mom and her mom is like uh, being a host for this party. But it seems like there were two parties planned at this house on this night. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it's supposed to be Madge's birthday, and the girls are supposed to come over or something. Yeah.
0: So, so Madge is supposed to have a party with her friends.
1: But it was supposed to be after the little sister's party.
0: Well, I, I think that the sister was probably trying to sabotage or, like, said, like, well, can I, if she's having friends over, can I have friends over? And sure. We'll just, we'll quote unquote stay out of the way kind of yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. But it, it was. Too many kids yeah. already, but
0: um, and maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, but Madge's mom is awesome. Yes, I 100 yes. agree. <laughs> yes, she is cool. And and Madge is just like you don't understand, mom. It's she's just like,
1: like I don't understand. Like I'm I'm the cool mom. Yeah, and I got you a group. keg. Yeah, I literally got you a keg for your high school party. I'm and she's like, my friends are too cool for beer. They drink liquor, and it's like you, your yeah, friends don't drink liquor.
0: They they drink uh scotch yeah she's like oh is
1: that is that right genie do you like scotch no i don't like scotch but i i love her reaction to genie saying no i don't like scotch because it seems like that's when she realizes oh you've actually had scotch because if Mm. you hadn't had scotch you would have just said oh sure but you've clearly had it if you're willing to admit that you don't like it as a child um but yeah she seems like really cool and she's like making fun of her kid in all the like right ways yeah
0: and and like like when like when like uh Madge is getting all upset and she she calls at the little sister She says "He can bring me a beer bring mommy a beer yeah she's
1: like <laughs> she's like oh you're she says like right after she says she's a virgin she's like oh that's wonderful why don't you bring your mom a beer like <laughs> celebrating that her daughter is a virgin
0: well and 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 she comes clean like he's like he's like you don't understand mom he's like it was like your dad and I did stuff. We did yeah. all kinds of stuff.
1: It's like I was a human. I was I was your age at some point in my life.
0: Like, like she wasn't at all trying to hide. Like she's like your father and I never did anything like that when we were young. It's like yeah, no. no. Like she's she's being well, very
1: transparent and honest with her daughter, which I think is the right approach. I don't think buying a keg of beer for a bunch of high school kids is the right approach. Yeah, I think that's one step too far into the. I'm and, trying to be a cool mom
0: and is illegal. Yeah, well, um,
1: illegal. Whatever.
0: No, yeah, it, it's the, there is a thing about that, but anyway. Um, it reminded me very much of the sketch of the state in the state where, where it's Doug. I'm Doug. And his dad is like, he's always try, so trying to like, prove that he's better than his dad or his dad doesn't understand his generation. And his dad's like, Doug, are these your cigarettes? It's like, yeah. What you gonna do about it, dad? You just send me to grandma so she can teach me p and make me bland? It's like, no, I was wondering if I could borrow one. But one is like, oh yeah, sure. No! No, Dad. <laughs> like, like, his dad's like super cool and like totally has no problem with anything. And Doug is like really upset about it. So this is like and Madge goes and cries. Yeah, she cries because
1: because her she, mom is too cool. She's out cooling too her. Cool. Yeah, in and front she, of her friends.
0: And she comes in and says, "Your friends are coming over. You better get out there and go yeah. hang out with your friends and drink that beer." Yeah. She's like, mom,
1: you're not embarrassing me in front of my friends. Um, but yeah, then she literally like. As Madge is crying on the bed, she goes into her room and she's like, Oh, are you just going to cry? Are you a big crybaby? Okay, well then I'm going to cancel the whole party and you're going to have to call all of your friends and tell them that why the party got canceled. And she just continues crying in her bedroom and d- never comes out for the rest of the night. Her sister's just sitting on the porch and every time someone who was going to go to the party shows up, she's like,
2: Where's Madge? She's grounded. How
0: come? She's a virgin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the kids just turn around and leave um uh Jeannie goes back to her house and her mom has been up late studying because she's trying to get a college degree because her ex-husband told her that if she gets a degree that he'll leave her alone or she'll leave him alone finally mm-hmm. um and she's complaining because none of it makes any sense to her and and uh and it seems like genie's getting like weirdly mean here like she starts the conversation in in a dark direction by mm. ripping on her for her boyfriend. And, uh, and she's like, Oh, well, why, why didn't he take you to dinner? She's like, she's like, I don't know why he didn't take me to dinner. He was supposed to take me yesterday. He was supposed to take me today, but he's too busy with his wife. And, and it's like his, his ex wife or they're separated or something like mm. that. But he, he keeps finding reasons to not be around and he's ignoring her. And so she's depressed about it and trying to study on top of all that. Um, and, uh, Jeannie just gives her crap about sleeping around, basically.
0: Yeah. And this is uh, hot lips. Yes, hot
1: lips, O'Hoolahan. I yeah, I always think of back to school. <laughs> she plays the English professor that uh, that's somehow supposed to be uh, the the romantic uh, opposite for Rodney Dangerfield in that movie.
0: Yes. Was his name Walter Mellon? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he does like the triple Mellon or something. The double, the double, the triple Indy. The triple Indy. But yeah, so we kind of end the the uh, night with them kind of... They, they make up and she's reading to her mom from this book because her mom like can't even read it anymore. Mm. Um, she's just so tired that her eyes are crossed, basically. Uh, the next morning, Madge is listening to a radio show while she's uh, brushing her hair. And uh, on the radio show, there's a prank caller. Uh, that called a shoe store, and he's asking if he could chew on the shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: this t- scene was so bizarre. <laughs> well,
1: the 80s had a lot of like, um, like, prank calling became like a really big trend. Like, you had the Jerky Boys and stuff like that. This might have even been a Jerky Boys bit, I don't know. But people would do prank calls and record them, and radio shows would do it a lot. But uh, the guy at the shoe store is being weirdly understanding, which makes it sound really staged. Is it going to be noticeable? So if another customer comes in and wants that shoe to wear, is it going to be noticeable that somebody nibbled on it? Are your shoes that quality shoes that somebody's going to care that much? But he says, like, you can come to the store and I'll, I'll take you to the back. And he's like, oh, do you have some extra nice shoes? And he's like, yeah, I got some real nice shoes in the back. Like, <laughs> why would I exclusively let you chew on the nice shoes? It doesn't make any sense. Unless you're buying them.
2: None of it makes any sense.
1: <laughs> well, chewing on shoes I get. Um, I don't get that. Um, but we find out that she's getting all, uh, dolled up so that she can go meet her boyfriend, the much (laughs) older boyfriend character. Um, and she then walks to his house in the Hollywood Hills wearing high heels and socks.
2: Yeah, you definitely don't wear fancy, sh- fancy lady shoes with like socks, and they were they were like you know they were like long folded over socks yeah. with like a ruffled edge, yeah. you know, but with, with
1: like a nice high heel, well, and she's walking up a but, hill. Yeah, but
2: they were like like little strappy girl yeah. high heels. They weren't like.
0: But this also sings to her like naivete. Yeah. yeah, like like she doesn't
1: know. She doesn't quite know how to dress herself yet. Um, but uh, so she goes to the house and she meets Jay played by randy quaid um and uh he's just about to leave for a flight to new york she didn't call ahead of time and say that she was coming over right and right. he's been trying to reach her for weeks but she hasn't been answering her phone because um i don't know if she even gave him a real number she probably doesn't want her parents to intercept this call she's pretending to date somebody else um she's and, pretending uh, to date somebody else that's what she, that's what she told him she said my mom thinks i'm with so and so because she likes him better I haven't told him about or I haven't told them about us um, but uh, she asks him why they didn't have sex when they were together and he's like what do you mean and she's like well would it have been so terrible if we did and he's like well no let's go do it and she's like well don't you have a flight to New York And he's like they got flights going to New York all day mm-hmm. so we just cut to them having had sex and she calls Jeannie to tell her because Jeannie's her best friend and you're supposed to share this information with right. your best friend.
2: Because she's like supposed to be 16. This girl right. is 16 and this guy has got to be like 30.
1: Yeah, at least. Randy Quaid is probably 30 to 35. But we looked it up and they were only one year apart, right? Right. Well, the, the, just actor, be, and yeah, the actor
2: and the actress. But, you know, it's, she's still supposed to be playing a 16 yeah. year old. I
1: I felt like the scene was supposed to be more disturbing than it ends up being over the course of this movie. Yeah. Um. But she calls. Uh, she calls Jeannie to tell her what happened, um, and Jeannie is at home with Annie because Annie's staying at their place still. Um, and after she hangs up the phone, she's like, "Oh man, yeah, it's real, it's always hard when you get the call that your best friend lost her virginity," and she's like, "Yeah." Um, so they all go up to Jay's house because Jay left for New York, and uh, they decide they're gonna like treat it as their house because they want they just want a place where there aren't parents around. Um, and then uh, they make Deidre cry because whenever they go to the... Or she's the one who always gets sent to the store to buy stuff. And they're complaining about what she came back with. And she's, she didn't even have enough money this time to get everything. And um, she's worried because they've, they've been hanging out at this house and her mom doesn't know where she is. And she thinks her mom is worried. And she starts crying and they're like, hey, we should have a party to cheer you up. So they're like, we're going to call four boys. There's four of us girls. We'll have a party here and everything. Yeah, will but be they
2: good. want to make it like a fancy yes, grown-up party. party because they have like, an adult like home. a dinner party. That's make, all fancy. They
0: even make meat with the little like paper things on the end of the bones.
1: Yeah, the weird little skirts that drumsticks sometimes wear. <laughs> um, and uh, we cut to a scene where uh, three boys show up and they're wearing like prom tuxes mm-hmm. of various colors
0: and scott Bayo shows up with his Baio t-shirt, t-shirt his tux tux. Shirt. that's awesome
1: um and the girls are all wearing like fancy like dresses too and uh annie's like or not annie uh who was it man uh Deidre yeah, Deidre. has like uh one of those like audrey hepburn like oh, the long, long cigarette yeah. uh things um and
2: but they like it's just it's it's an interesting scene because i think it really emphasizes how young, young they are young the girls are because a they a bad impression they of being all adult. just look like little kids playing dress up yeah
1: mm-hmm. and uh and the
2: boys are these like nerdy pimple-faced guys that don't look good in suits like yeah they just yeah they're
1: too young to for a suit to do a trick for them um but then yeah when brad shows up He's just wearing a tuck shirt and Annie is pissed off immediately because this was supposed to be her date, I think. Yeah. And she's just like, I told you not to invite him. He's an idiot. And uh, and he's like, well, fine. I, I didn't even want to come here anyway. Like they, they're they already like sparring with each other at the door. And then they kind of make up real quick where she, and then she goes to try and kiss him. And he like turns his face away. and She's like, oh, rejected. <laughs> and then he like grabs her and kisses her again on their way in. And then they're both laughing about it. Um, but uh we move to the party just getting started. They've, like, said grace or something, and they're mm-hmm. sitting at the table when suddenly there's a, a ring at the door or a knock at a sliding door. Sliding door, door yeah. Um, and uh, I think first <laughs> Deidre goes to the door, opens it, and Debbie's there. And Debbie's like, hey, I heard there was a party, and I want to come in, and I'm looking for Laura or something like that.
2: And I didn't recognize
1: Did you recognize Debbie? Debbie? Did you
0: recognize well, Debbie? I... Only recognized Debbie because I had looked up the cast prior, right? Oh, okay. And I saw, oh, Laura Dern plays Debbie. Yeah, and, and this so, was her
1: first role in anything.
0: And so I, I was on the lookout for Debbie. Yeah, yeah.
1: but well, um, she's
2: uh, she's she's thirteen when she yeah, in that's this crazy. film thirteen, and she actually I don't know she actually looks the same age as the as the thirty year old playing the sixteen year old. But yeah. like I just, but yeah. I
1: think the glasses make her look younger. Actually, that she's wearing in this scene. Yeah. Um. But uh, but so she says, Oh, I'm looking for Lori and she's like, Ah, oh, Lori's not here, so get out and she leaves and goes back to the table and then there's another knock at the door. That's when Jeannie's like, All right, my turn So she goes to answer the door and it's um, this kid Rhett is like coming through the door and she's like, Oh, what are you what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, I heard there was a party and she's like, There's not a party, you gotta you gotta go. This is this is a private party. It's not for everybody. And then Annie notices him. And she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? You still going to this school? Nah. And he's like, no, 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 I'm in college now. She's like, oh, you got to come into our party. And he's like, oh, cool. Is it cool if my friend comes? And he's like, this is Buddy. And like this big kid like follows him in. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's fine. And then Debbie follows Buddy in. And she's like, I'm his date. And she's like, ugh, okay, fine, whatever. And they're like, there's a lot more people waiting out there to join this party. And suddenly, it's already like just instantly a mess.
0: Yeah, it, it. I do not understand how fast this party spirals out of control.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it's not even that bad until Duke shows up. Mm-hmm. Like the there's too many people at this house. This stuff is probably getting broken silently or like around the seams that yeah. we're not seeing. But nothing is going horrifically wrong until Duke shows up. Yeah, but um, one girl does get hit in the face with a football in the middle of it. Uh, and Scott Baio
0: takes a girl into the into a back bedroom. And when they come back out, they have swapped
1: shirts. Yes. Ooh. Because there's some illicit shirt trading going on mm-hmm. at this party. Black market shirt trades. Duke shows up. Um, and they try to keep him out. And they don't succeed. And he immediately picks a fight with everyone and just starts destroying everything. Because he's pissed off that he wasn't invited to this thing and that Annie's here and he's not. Um and he picks fights with all of the guys. Uh, so, uh, I'm pretty sure he beats the crap out of Scott Bayo. Um, and then some of the other guys that were there in Texas are trying to stop him too. And yeah. Everybody's yeah. getting thrown around and he's right. just destroying breaking
0: furniture and all the... falling through tables, knocking yeah. over. Like there's a whole chase through the house in which they're right. trying to like pull furniture over to like stop them from being chased. Yeah. Uh, they wreck the
2: stereo, the whole business.
1: Um, But then we cut, basically, uh, Jeannie's trying to call the police, but there's so many people that are on the phone that she can't get a clean line. So she's like, hang up, I'm trying to call the police. And uh, she eventually does get through because we see the four girls sitting in chairs in a police station. Mm -hmm. Um, And a cop is on the phone with Jay already telling him, oh yeah, we we just came from your house. These girls destroyed it. And and Jay realizes that Madge is one of the four girls um, while... They're sitting there having been detained. Um, a cop comes in off the street. And we realize very Annie. quickly this is Annie's, Annie's father. Dad. Yeah. Um, and the, the guy at the desk, the dispatcher, says, Oh, these four girls were brought in from a party destroying a house. Is that your daughter? And the cop turns around and he picks up Annie and he walks out of the room. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the end of them in this scene. Um, we go back to Jeannie's house where her mom is lecturing her about throwing parties like this um and she's the more uh, hypocritical mom yeah where she's like oh how dare you do this kind of stuff aren't there nice people anymore and it's like you're making all the same mistakes i'm making but yeah. right now as an adult
0: yeah. and it's like what's wrong with sam he wears white shoes you apologize <laughs> yeah it's like
1: ridiculous that that's your criticism and then equally ridiculous that you're so offended at, be, at the white shoes being called out Um, but then, like, by the end of the conversation, her mom basically, like, breaks down and admits, like, to, like, her basest problem with it is that it's like, I'm jealous of your situation, that Mm -hmm. you and your friends are young and you could do whatever you want, and I'm stuck in this situation where I have to study on top of (laughs) relying on other people for everything. She
2: also complains that her and her friends are too attractive, like, too hot. You're
1: so, you and your young friends are walking around here, you make me hate my hips.
2: She looks awesome still yeah, yeah, it's still yeah. hot lips no, she's she great. looks fabulous yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah sally kellerman is is gorgeous in this movie so yeah this the the fight just continues to flare up and they're throwing a lot at each other but it basically ends with her saying you make me hate my hips i hate my hips and walks out of the room like there's there's not a clear resolution to that fight um Jeannie goes to find madge at jay's screwed up house Mm -hmm. um she's just sitting on a couch crying and she's like oh i thought you were jay like i was so terrified it's probably good that she was there when jay got back but um but
2: because jay Jay wants to beat her up yeah politely
1: Um, politely yeah uh but uh the the two of them are sitting in this mess and talking about how they're going to try and fix it Mm -hmm. um and then jay walks in um, and they're telling him that oh we're gonna get full-time jobs and we're gonna pay you back every cent's accounted for mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna fix this whole place right up and he takes it surprisingly well um yeah. he does tell uh right, Genie he, to leave immediately
2: yeah but he also you know like tries to reality check and be like what are you what are you gonna do be a waitress like that's that's gonna take you the rest of your life to pay yeah, back all like, this
1: damage it, she says we're all gonna get jobs and we're gonna pay you back and he's like Doing what? Are you gonna be a waitress? That's gonna take you eighty years apiece to to fix this place and put it back to how it was. Um, and Which, she's like, You no. think we're a bunch of children? And he's like, Yes, I do, because you are children. He, and it's like he's the dude and I'm also sleeping having with the sex with child? a child. Like, that's the that's the silent part of that <laughs> That's
0: why I'm having sex with yeah. you. I because be you're a child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why would I be sleeping with you if I didn't think you were a child? Oh god. <laughs> um, but uh, but then when she she turns around, she's like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving out the door. And he's like, What door? Because apparently <laughs> the door got like ripped off the hinges. And she's like, This door. And she goes out the sliding glass door and he's like, You come back here. She's like, Why? So you can beat me up? Like, yes. Yes. Please? So, please what? Please come back here so I can beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> which is like clearly he's joking at that point like he's not intenting on like yeah. doing any physical harm to her and as mad as he is about his house and he's deservingly upset about it like he he doesn't lay his hands on her in, in a physical way uh,
0: he, he, he a-
1: grabs her shoulders and holds her against the wall for a second to yell yeah, her. Yeah. but he's never he's not like smacking her around no no no, no. um it's within the ba- it's it's what you would do to a child who ruined your house like yes yeah, right um, well
2: and she as she like you know pouts and you know sulks down the driveway like she's just reinforcing this
0: childishness yeah yeah.
1: she's 100% in the wrong um but it's like if you set this guy up as like a guy who's hitting on high school kids already like why are you gonna draw the line at him like slapping her around like it seems like you've already set him up as a jerk why are you trying to pretend that he's a nice guy now
2: yeah i don't know i think they want him to be the nice guy
1: i guess i guess the ending is depending on him being a nice guy um but uh, yeah, so Jeannie is driving her truck home from from this situation when she sees Brad just walking down the street. And she picks him up and they start driving for a second. She makes fun of how smelly his shoes are. Mm-hmm. So he just throws them out the window and resigns himself to riding around in her car all day.
0: Yeah, it's like a very easy rider kind of moment where the dialogue is overlapping with different scenes. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a scene where they're talking and then it... It's
1: other scenes where them just doing random things, driving around some yeah, reservoir, or, or
0: other scenes where they're talking, but the dialogue is still from the scene before. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like a lot of weird cutting. It felt very out of place for the movie. It felt well, it's the
2: only time they do like a montage like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and she's also um, she's telling the story of like some time she met some like Native American characters on, near a farm, or there was like a chicken and. She's talking about pain and death and how she feels pain differently than other people. And mm-hmm. it's it's a really abstract conversation. And I don't think it really lends itself to any of the themes of the story. Well, yeah,
0: they were like... She was like in a in a hippie commune. Yeah. And this guy said that, that pain is an illusion. So she poured hot tea
1: in his lap. And she's like, how's that for an illusion? Um, but yeah, so... And they, Annie,
0: uh, Annie's being put in a mental hospital. That's, that's, that's another yeah, thing we, that's a part that, of it.
1: That was basically the, uh, the result of her dad pulling her into the other room, that she's going to get put in a mental hospital. So when Jeannie and Brad finally find their way back to Jeannie's house at the end of the day, when she walks in, the phone is already ringing, and it's Annie calling, not from the asylum. Because, Annie,
0: are you okay? Are you okay, Annie?
1: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically broken out of the asylum or left the asylum. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what kind of an asylum she's put in, if they can hold her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, but she turns out she left. And so she tells Brad, we got to go find her. She's, she's out and she's wasted. And uh, they find her with Duke uh, at some liquor store. Um, and she is intoxicated to the point of discomfort.
2: Well, she's also on some pills of some sort.
1: Yeah. She's, she's, uh, very like drowsy and she as soon as she sees uh genie she's like "Jeannie, you got to get me out of here you got to get me home mm-hmm. and uh and so she basically tries to negotiate with duke to like re- let go of annie we're we got to take her home now it's time to go and duke is being very defensive and brad steps up here and gets in their face and he's like kind of distracts them enough to take a punch so that she can get annie to the car yeah, yeah they throw um, him in a garbage can yeah, but then he gets out of the garbage can and like speed he tackles, tackles him into the him window. With, like on the skateboard, he yeah. crashes into him hard enough to push him through the plate glass front of this store. In, in hockey,
0: this would be known as a check.
1: Right, but because this isn't h- hockey glass, it's real plate glass like a storefront has... The guy goes right through it and like slices open his neck on this broken glass. Oh geez, I didn't Um,
2: notice the neck part. Yeah, he's
1: got a big red scar on his neck and his friends are telling him that he's bleeding a lot. Um, but they chase the car down the street. Um and uh Brad is able to get into the pickup truck before they leave. So the three of them uh drive around a corner and are presumably safe because the next job they're walking
0: yeah i think they're trying to keep annie awake because i think they're worried if
1: she falls asleep that she's not right. gonna wake up yeah right. that they're gonna be back in yeah. that first she scene says of the movie. we're
2: gonna walk this off like we're gonna walk these pills right. off. right yeah
1: but they're presumably they think they're far enough away that they would be safe here um but uh annie kind of like lays down doesn't want to have any of it and genie just starts screaming in her face like nobody has in her life and tells her that she's not gonna she's not gonna be here to save her every time And she needs to straighten herself up and we're going to get through this whether you like it or not. Um, But then some cops show up and Annie's terrified that it's her dad again. So she books it out into the wilderness. Um, And the cops show up and they talk to uh, Jeannie and Brad. And they're just like, oh yeah, no, we're just out here. We'll go home now. Mm -hmm. And the cops are like, all right, sounds good. And the cops leave, but Brad gets out of the car when Jeannie follows the police out of the neighborhood right so that they'll think that both of them are in the car still so, and Brad can try and find Annie before she hurts herself even worse um he finds Annie um and Duke tries he, to run her yeah, over. right right when he's approaching her uh Duke and the boys throw on their lights and uh they uh they try to run over Brad in the middle of the street um but he's able to get out of the way. But they chase Annie to the face of like a cliff, basically. Yeah, and she just, and she just falls off the side of the road. And they're like, "Where'd she go?"
0: I, I kept, I kept wondering, man, when is she gonna get? It's like it's like the
1: Crispin Glover in. Oh you know, yeah. When is he like, gonna lose the right, arm? This is
0: where it's gonna. She's gonna get killed in <laughs> he's this. It's Like scene. his
1: arm is stuck in the elevator door. and He pulls <laughs> it in at the last second.
0: <laughs> it's a like canteen in slow motion.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I can't stop looking. Uh, but yeah, I I thought that was just her dying when she fell off of the road. Yeah. Um, I thought they were like going to
0: find her with her head smashed open on a rock. Yeah. Cuz the next time we see her, she's just in a car yeah, with some Yeah, she's just guy. like
1: already hitched a ride with somebody. <laughs> but uh but they keep chasing Brad around, but because he's on a skateboard, he's much faster than a car.
0: Yeah, this is like the inspiration for Back to the Future. Right. Yeah, there's yes, a lot exactly. a lot of this
1: felt very Back to the Future-y. Um even even like the lighting that they chose and everything mm-hmm. felt very Back to the Future. Um, But he ends up uh, tricking them into crashing into a truck full of manure. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, They sideswipe a police car. They hit a police car. And Brad just leaves, Mm. basically. Um, Annie is hitching a ride with some random guy who's complaining that he just got dumped. Yeah. Um, Because he's he's too high all the time. Yeah. Um, He says he's been in his car for three days. He's like, I mean, I stopped to eat food, but mostly I'm just driving around. And, uh, and then he kind of like thinks that there's an opening here. And he tries to hit on Annie. And she's like, oh yeah, no, I'm not into that. And he's like, no. And she's like, no, yeah, no. Why, why don't you just let me out? And he's like, all right. And he just <laughs> lets her out of the car and she leaves. Um, she gets to uh, payphone and tries to call Jeannie's house again. But she's still out looking for but her. But Jeannie's on the side of the road where she lost Annie. Um, so she can't reach her. Um, so she goes to hitch a ride with some strangers mm-hmm. um and she ends up getting picked up by this creepy swinger couple did you see who the driver was here the the husband of the swinger couple
0: he, like i thought i recognized
2: him but i didn't but you do because he's totally the cop from don't answer the phone
1: is yep. it he, from from our previous episode oh man it's, it's the cop that played the uh what did you call him from law and order
0: oh the jerry orbach character yeah, the jerry
1: orbach of of that uh, of the cop duo, the detective duo. I did.
0: Uh, I was like, you, I think. Why that, do I know this guy? Yeah, I think I was like too confused about this whole situation, where it's like this is my wife, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. But so the the actor's name is Ben Frank, and he was in Don't Answer the Phone and Foxes, that both came out on February 29th of nineteen eighty. So he had two movies released the He's same a busy day. Busy man. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say busy. I don't think we'll see him again this year, but um but he had two movies right here so that's neat um but in addition to being swingers they are also bad drivers (laughs) and immediately crash into the tail end of a truck Mm -hmm. and uh we cut right to annie at the hospital and annie is not okay yeah uh the doctors have just lost her on the table and for some reason, all the kids are like allowed in the room for this whatever life-saving surgery is happening
0: to ID the body.
1: Um, but you don't let like 19 kids in the room to ID the body. That would be like a parent's job first. But um, uh, Brad says like, "Oh, you always piss me off anyway," or something like that, because he's that's how he's dealing with her being gone. Um, then we cut to the funeral. No, no it's, it's a, a wedding. Fake out. We're, we're at a wedding annie is getting married no annie is dead
0: Uh, (laughs) when they started playing the 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 wedding
1: yeah it's like oh that's awkward (laughs) (laughs) someone gave you the wrong sheet
0: (laughs) no 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 no. it's on the other side
1: (laughs) play there goes the bride Madge is marrying jay the guy that's probably twice her age in this movie um and it's a happy ending. And everyone's thrilled about it. Yeah, this. everyone's so happy. Including Madge's parents are just ecstatic. Um, uh, I they finally pilot- married
2: that one off. Right? Yeah, and we got to
1: get this other 14-year-old married. Now we
0: don't have to pay for all those damages. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Someone else can buy her kegs from now on. Um, it's like a reverse dowry. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to pay for all that stuff. <laughs> um, And then uh, Jeannie and her mom talk about how they're like, gonna move or get out of town and get a new place together uh, but they they want to be friends they want to be nice to each other Jeannie goes to visit annie and what looks like hollywood forever cemetery to me um and she sits down next to the grave and says oh me and, like she's talking to us mm-hmm. and telling a story about her and annie when they were younger and says oh you know we talked once about you know the afterlife and what we wanted for our funerals and i told her i didn't want to be buried because i didn't want any dirt thrown in my face but she said she wanted to be buried right under a tree like a like a pear tree Mm -hmm. so that the roots would grow through her body and she said that way you could just walk right up to my grave and pluck a pear off the tree and take a bite and say uh annie tastes good this year or something like that um but that's where we we end the film
2: she's very presumptuous yes what if what if any tasted bad so, then oh my here? god these are terrible <laughs> this
1: tastes like they're taking their water from a corpse <laughs> <laughs> um this is the director adrian lynn's first feature um yeah. but he would go on to direct flash Dance, fatal attraction jacob's ladder jacob's ladder and the uh the lolita remake with uh, was that Jer- jeremy's iron
0: yeah jeremy's iron
1: um jody foster as genie obviously from taxi driver silence of the lambs contact And Bugsy Malone, as we said before. Uh, Cherry Curry is Annie. She was the singer from The Runaways, portrayed by Dakota Fanning in the the, uh, film about the forming of The Runaways Band. um, With Kristen Stewart as the Joan Jett character. Um, Cherry Curry is also in the Twilight Zone movie in the uh, It's a Good Life, which is the Joe Dante portion. Mm -hmm. Um, And her sister, Sandra, was in uh, Last Married Couple earlier this year. Um, Robert Romanis... Um, as Scott was on MacGyver, he was in the and... Runaways movie also. Oh, um, just by coincidence, and he was Mike Damone in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And he reprised that role in an episode of Family Guy, playing the same character from Fast Times at Ridgemont High in one of their like cutaways. Nice. Um, Scott Bayo as Brad, obviously, we said before, he he was the titular character, I think, in Bugs Malone. Um, he was also in The Runaways, the TV series, not the band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's He was in a great movie called Zapped. Oh, my gosh. We're going be getting that soon, right? Or is um, that before this? It might be before this.
2: Oh, Zapped is, is great.
1: I love Zapped, though. He's also Chachi and Charles of Charles in Charge fame. Uh, Sally Kellerman Mary was uh, Jeannie's mother. She was, as we said before, Hot Lips and MASH. Uh, she was Dr. Diane Turner in Back to School. What is it?
2: uh zapped was 1982 oh okay it's still so we will coming. get to it. Oh, yes. okay great
1: that's a great movie uh randy quaid was jay um he is in kingpin independence day uh you probably know him from being generally insane well in yeah
0: yeah um but it's important why he was in this film because uh gerald Ayers produced the last detail jack nicholson and oh okay randy quaid.
1: oh and he was the last detail he was Correct. the literally last detail yeah, yeah. that they go and find um, that's one of his younger roles. Yeah, I always think of um, Paper Moon too. He was really young in that. Mm-hmm. He's like a bootlegger out in the middle of nowhere, and he wrestles people. Um, <laughs> and just, he's also that obviously just seems vacation. like his backstory.
0: Yeah. Like like that just is, is him. <laughs> not
1: not, the, not vacation, but Christmas vacation.
0: Well, no, he's in the original vacation.
1: Right, but I think people remember his character from, oh, from Christmas the, yeah, Vacation from yeah. Yeah. The Shitters Full. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't even remember what he did in Vacation. I mean, I know he's in it because he's been in all of them.
0: Yeah, well, they they just stop by his house, and that's where they pick up the the old aunt or grandmother. I can't remember.
1: Yeah. Uh, that ends up riding on the outside of the car. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's obviously great in Christmas Vacation. I really like him in Vegas Vacation too, when he takes into to like the really shitty casino where they're yeah. playing like war. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where can I get some damn bait? <laughs>
1: yeah the damn um and then we have lois smith as mrs axman madge's mother um who is obviously meg in twister yeah
2: yeah well except i you know like i I obviously remember her from twister but the first thing that i go to was that she's uh she's sookie's grandma on uh true blood (laughs) oh okay yeah
1: um and she's also mama threadgood in fried green tomatoes which i still haven't seen (gasps) oh we have to watch that movie Um, and she's uh she's ann in east of eden um and then we have Scott Garrett, um, who plays Jason. I have no idea who that is in this movie. But he was uh, in the art department on Tank Girl, Face Off, and Volcano, so I thought it was worth mentioning. No. Oh. Buddy Foster uh, is the boy in the car. I don't yeah. know what car, but Buddy Foster, as the name would suggest, is Jodie Foster's brother. Okay. Who was originally supposed to be her love interest in the movie. And what? What? That's, That's a little weird. weird. Let's not do that. No, let's not. Didn't they do that on Game of Thrones too? Like the uh, Alfie oh, was they supposed were to be with to Lily th- Allen. Oh, I'm pretty sure Lily Allen and her brother were supposed to be the the brother and sister from uh, what, whichever the Iron Isles or something.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't. Were we talking
1: about the Greyjoys? The Greyjoys. The yeah.
0: Greyjoys, yeah. Theon and, and yeah. his sister. Theon
1: and his sister were originally going to be played by the same actor that plays Theon and his actual sister. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, um, that would have been weird with the groping scene. Yeah, in the very first yeah. scene.
1: That was why she shut it down. Um, and then obviously Laura Dern, who played Debbie, you'll recognize from Jurassic Park. Um, and lots of other things, but just Jurassic Park is all you need. Yeah, yeah. And this is her she's first credit She's not role. the
0: daughter of a very famous actor at not, all no, not or at anything all. like that. That
1: is for sure. Um, Bruce Dern.
2: No, yes, I know Bruce Dern. I'm I'm just waiting to figure out why like does Bruce Dern have any connections to this movie that
0: got his daughter into this movie?
1: Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Laura Dern obviously Jurassic Park. Right. And, and Star Wars Vice Admiral yes, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, was I was like, wait, Star which Wars?
2: Star Wars? Oh, that new Star Wars.
0: <laughs> what, what, everyone's one of them Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, but she will return in Jurassic Park three.
1: That's true. Well, Jurassic World three. Oh yeah, Jurassic uh, Park six. So but she I'm... was also
0: in Jurassic Park three. So I guess.
1: Was she? Yeah, she was. She was in the third one. Yeah, she was. Was she
0: just over the phone? Uh, she was in the beginning scene where they fake you out into thinking that it's her and Grant's kid, but it's not.
1: But then she was also in the scene where they're drowning. Yeah, and, and she's now, on the phone, and she's he's and trying to what? call her. That's the only other scene. That's yeah. the only other yeah, scene. Okay, yeah, she's in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she should have been in more of it. They could find a way to bring back Ariana Richards and Joseph Mazzello, right? Well, because it, it, it's got Jeff Goldblum and Sam Neill, also, right?
0: And I, I don't see why they couldn't.
1: I just get everybody back. This exactly bring Attenborough back. Oh my back. god! Just just, just go just clone Attenborough. Go back. Oh my god! Find a mosquito that bit Richard Attenborough.
0: Well, that's already. Weird plot of Jurassic that's World true. 2. Yeah, is the weird. cloning stuff. It's like, what is this movie? Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello. Hello, John. from what? Oh my god. What? What if that's. That's what I'm saying. They, the video... they might have clones of him. Oh, that's that's insane. what I'm saying.
1: That's how they. He, he's the kind of guy that would test this technology on himself.
0: He's like that. That is actually real. All those clones up on the on the fake video. I hope I... Richard
1: Attenborough gave them permission to use his likeness in any future sequels, once the technology was there to either clone or CG recreate him for mm-hmm. the movie. I hope they actually clone Richard Attenborough just to make more Jurassic Park movies. Um, Jess, up or down?
2: Uh,
0: I I don't think you have to watch it. Richard, I'm gonna give this one an up. Okay. Um. I, I. think I like this movie better than you guys did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. I. There are definitely some odd parts. Like, I, I. felt like the whole Jodie Foster Scott Baio day out was pointless. Yeah. Uh. But I. I was really intrigued and I was really invested in what was going on. Uh. And. There's some good perform. Obviously, Jodie Foster always gives a good performance. Yeah, Even no, at this I, age, I have no problem with the performances I When don't. she's yelling at her mom it's just like, man, this is intense. So I give it an up.
1: And I definitely feel like Lois Smith, like, steals her whole scene.
0: Oh, she's terrific.
1: Yeah. Um, but I... I, I Margot do... Martindale
0: is the only other person who could play that role That's so perfectly. That's true. <laughs> Margot
1: Martindale would be great. She'd be the right age at that point, too. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, the uh, I would say that the performances are great and the casting was really well done. But for me, there's not much to the story other than a very straightforward cautionary tale yeah. of like, oh, the troubled kid that comes from a troubled home goes through a lot of drugs and stuff and dies and teaches everybody else a lesson. See, which I'm, has happened so many times before.
2: I'm totally with you on that. But you you know me. Like, I am not a slice of life movie person at yeah. all like i definitely need more story you know full arc to happen here and but having a competent
1: cast carries the script a long way yeah mm-hmm. and i i'm not saying it ranks low for me but i would say that this isn't something that i would say is a must-see situation um letterboxd rank where does this go for you guys
2: so i have it i have it above hero at large but i think i'm putting it below the last married couple in america
0: Uh, What about you? Uh, I have it pretty, uh, as as you can imagine, I have it up higher. Um, I actually have it uh, above American Gigolo, but below Saturn 3.
1: Okay. Um, That's fair. I I have it just below Last Married Couple and above Midnight Madness, um, which is a wide gap between those two movies, I would say. (laughs) But this falls into it, so that's where I'm putting it yeah but i think that's about it for this one um if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share we are vintage video pod on twitter facebook instagram and letterboxd whereas as we've said many times you can find each of our full movie rankings for the year we can also be found at vintagevideopodcast.com. please consider rating us on itunes to help people find the show and if you take the time to leave us a review we will thank you personally in an upcoming episode um, if you're feeling especially generous you can also support the show through patreon.com slash vintage video podcast thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us next time when we will be discussing the Ninth Configuration, which INDB describes as a former Marine arrives at a mental asylum housed in a remote castle to run it. There, he attempts to rehabilitate the patients by letting them act out their craziest fantasies and desires.
2: I am already excited. <laughs> How could that
1: go wrong? <laughs> we leave you now with the trailer for the Ninth Configuration.
2: Captain Cutshaw, Vincent. In order for life to have appeared spontaneously on Earth, there first had to be hundreds of millions of protein molecules of the ninth configuration. Vincent. But given the size of the planet Earth, do you know how long it would take for just one of these protein molecules to appear entirely by chance? Vincent. Roughly 10 to the 243rd power billions of years. And I find that far, far more fantastic than simply believing in a God.